0: made in the image of God and we can't diminish that reality that there is good that people, whether or not they acknowledge Christ, are able to do. We're able to do good. We're just not able to do good enough (laughs) without Christ.
1: Hey, All Things listeners, whether you're listening on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, please be sure to like and subscribe and maybe even leave a comment or review. Thanks so much. Welcome, everybody, to All Things. It is so good to have you. And I am excited to bring to you today the voice of my friend and co laborer in Christ, Kina Aragon. Kina, welcome to All Things.
0: Thanks for having me. It's great to meet you finally.
1: Yes, I know. Virtually is better than nothing. Hopefully, we'll run into each other in person one of these days. Um, But yeah, I love this medium, if nothing else. So, Kina, This is an exciting week for you. But before we get into what happened this week, can you just give a little background? You know, let people know who you are, where you are talking from right now, some highlights of your life.
0: Sure. Um, I'm here in sunny Florida. Uh, (laughs) I was uh, born in the Philippines, raised in Orlando. Uh, came to know the Lord at 16 in high school through a volleyball friend of mine um, and have been walking with him ever since. I'm now a mother to JL, who's seven, and a wife to John, Uh, for the last eight years, I believe already, going on nine. We lived in Tampa. I lived in Tampa for like 15 years. That's where I went to college. Um, And we just recently moved back home for me to just outside of Orlando technically, but Orlando area um, uh, this summer. So we're still getting kind of acclimated to our area, but we happen to live on the same street as my mom, which has been mm-hmm. the hugest blessing, especially uh, dealing with uh, the last three years, three, three, four years have been a lot of chronic pain, chronic illness for me. Um, mm-hmm. So getting back to that support system of family and things like that has just been a huge blessing. But um, work-wise, I'm an author, I've been an editor, and uh, I the most recently have been just finished a children's book series, uh, three, three books. So yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. So that's the big news of this week is your third book came out this week, love can, and we are going to talk about that book for sure. But let me ask you this first. And I know this is kind of a hard question because my kids get it all the time. Um they grew up on three different continents and you clearly have a very global background. When people say where's home or where are you from, how do you mm-hmm. answer that question?
0: You Oh man, I feel like I could write a whole book on that. Um yeah. because that is not to get like super philosophical, but that that is the question, isn't it? Like where is home? Mm-hmm. Um so for me, my heart has always been even though I was raised here in the states um you know, obviously lots of American influence because I I was raised in Florida, but um, I have such a mixed heritage and a mixed background. um, And all of those heritages, uh, all those cultures really speak into who I am. Uh, This is kind of like a layered identity, if you will. Um, I would say the the biggest cultural influence for me is the Filipino side, uh, my mom's Mm -hmm. side of the family, which is loud and big and crazy, very tight knit. Um, And they're also half Puerto Rican. So uh, you can imagine. But (laughs) so we have those influences. And then on my dad's side, the the Jamaican side um, is also amazing as well. So uh, I would say home. It's been interesting because, yeah, we moved back here to Orlando this summer and it feels like coming home. But in another way, it kind of doesn't because my grandma, she passed away a few years ago. So now I live Maybe ten minutes from where her house was, and there's to me her house was home. Like growing mm-hmm. up, even though I didn't live there, um, she was always a thirty-minute drive. And we that being from a big tight-knit family, um, she was the hub. Yeah, her house was the hub, and and she was the the kind of the matriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's this longing for uh, going back to her house. And sometimes I'll, I'll literally drive over there and just kind of sit and cry and, and honor my grief. But um, wow. I'm also really, really, really privileged to live now on the same street as my mom. And that feels like home too, in a lot yeah. of ways. And then really the last, you know, throughout my marriage, my husband and, you know, our daughter, that's mm-hmm. been, that's, home you know so there's there's lots of answers to that question but um, those kind of all resonate with me
1: yeah oh I love that and I know that that is both a joy and a grief at the same time to not really to feel like everywhere and nowhere is home at once um, mm-hmm. And I know that gives you just a unique perspective on the world and current events and it just gives you eyes to see things differently than others who might not call multiple continents home. So yeah, I would love to dive into that more, but let's talk about the book. Tell us what Love Can is about. And then I I would love to talk just about how you're an artist and the various, you know, things that you do creatively. Um, But first, let's tell the listeners about Love Can. What is this book about? Why did you write it?
0: Yeah, so Love Can is the third book in my children's book series. Um, really, each book can kind of stand alone on its own. But what I did, what we did with um, Harvest House Publishers, is uh, it was a three book contract. So the first one is Love Made, and that kind of all three of them are the same poetic style. I really started out as, as, as a spoken word artist, so has a poetic style in the writing and sees the biblical narrative or redemptive history through a Trinitarian lens of love. And so love made the first one, um, explains, you know, pre-creation that God existed in, in perfect unity and happiness and joy within himself and that love within himself overflowed to make creation. Um, and it highlights the importance of the Imago Dei us being made in the image of God. But, you know, in language that's, uh, easy enough for three, four year olds to, to hopefully yeah. understand. Um, um, and it can, it, the first book, it really, Love Made, it really kind of uses that paradigm of parent to child relationship or parents to child relationship, um, connecting the love of the Trinity to the love of a mom and a dad um, and love overflowing to make a new thing. Uh, and so that's Love Made. And then Love Gave, the second one. Take goes forward in the biblical narrative, and it introduces the issue of sin. So that was that one was a challenge to write, but um for kids, right? So that one, uh, it introduces sin, but it also obviously introduces who Jesus is, and um mm-hmm. that he was a friend of children, and uh, what he did for us on the cross and the resurrection. So um, that book really used the paradigm of friendship. Um, you know, the idea that we were made to be friends with God, and that our sin. Makes it so that we can't be friends with God, but Jesus came so that we can be friends with God. Um, And so, the third book that just came out yesterday or this week was Love Can, and Love Can then moves the story forward to okay, what happened after Jesus uh, resurrected and he went back to heaven? Well, he promised that he would send a superhero helper to help his disciples to to emulate his love, to know the Father's love, and to emulate Christ's love. To others, um, so love can really highlights the who the Holy Spirit is introduces kids. Because I mean, that's a tough, that's like yeah. a tough thing to try to, <laughs> to try hard. to. I mean, all of it is tough, right? Mm-hmm. Like for for kids, a very concrete. Um, mm-hmm. So in the, the third book, love can we? I really wanted to use a paradigm that or a theme that would be really helpful for kids, and and so I chose superhero helper because thinking of. Acts 1, where Jesus says that, um, you know, power will be given you to be my witnesses to the ends of the earth and that power being the Holy Spirit. Um, And that is a superpower uh, from God. And also in the book of John, he talks about the Holy Spirit as the helper. Who will who will be with you and so um, all three c- books kind of just highlight the the everything through that Trinitarian lens of love and mm-hmm. um, this last one is is super fun. it's um, it just shows how the Holy Spirit has been poured into our hearts to experience the love of God for us but also to showcase that love to others.
1: Yeah. Oh, and it is a beautiful book. Absolutely. I, I personally felt so encouraged when I read it. Um, is this third, this, you said this is the last book. So yes, the the kids book process is stopping here, at least for the foreseeable future. Is that what you're telling us?
0: I think so. I mean, I'm a, I'm just a writer, so I'm sure you can relate. Like I'm, I'm, I just, I want to try every type of writing and I know that, um, a lot of people say, stick to your lane and, you know, kind of find your niche and, and stick with yeah. that. But yeah. I'm, I'm a creative, like I, I'm, I'm going to try my hand at fiction. I'm going to try my hand at, you know, uh, grown up books. <laughs> um, I'm going to try a little bit of everything. And mm-hmm. I, I want to grow as a writer in general. So I feel like my, my calling is, isn't limited to children's books. Although I think to me, children are the royalty of the kingdom of God. Like that's, you know, Jesus said we have to become like them to enter the kingdom. And so um, it's a high privilege to write children's books. Um, But I also want to try a little bit of everything. I feel like my calling is to, offer words, um, for people's inner lives, um, Mm. through the vulnerability in my writing, uh, whether it's poetry, spoken word, children's books, fiction, or otherwise. Um, so offer words to, to kind of like the inner life of people and offer hope Mm. through, through the gospel. So
1: have you always been creative or did this develop as an adult?
0: No, I wouldn't say I have always been creative and that's that's always the kind of interesting part of my testimony really is uh the girl who shared the gospel with me was on my volleyball team and she also was in my English class. And so um I kind of started doing spoken word a little bit after seeing her sis- her older sisters do a spoken word piece for their mom and I've always been a like a big fan of hip hop and um, and all of that. But seeing that art form, um, of performance poetry, I was like, that's, that's interesting. And so I started to journal, uh, you know, as a new believer and I still do, but, you know, I started to journal back then, um, as a teenager, what was, you know, what I was learning in the Bible, relationship with God, all this stuff, and it would come out as poetry. And so it was be- really because of an English teacher, um, learning that I was writing some of these pieces. And she put together a big poetry slam at my school, at a big high school. And um, she basically forced me to to join. So I memorized. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, thank God for English teachers. I, I remember I, I memorized my poem. And it was kind of like this big moment for me, where I, whereas before I was really known as like an athlete and, you know, good mm. Student academically, but it was like this coming out of of I'm 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 a Christian. I identify as a Christian now, and um, mm-hmm. through poetry. And I remember how touching it was for a lot of my peers. And I've just kind of kept going ever since with that. But my friend that you know had shared the gospel with me. I remember <laughs> her saying at some point, like you used to be terrible at poetry. I remember we did poetry in English class, and you were just whore. and she wasn't wrong. Like I really was. Like I had no. Inclination for the creative side of writing. I've always enjoyed writing, like academic stuff or presenting and things. I've not, had no problem with that. But the creative side, that really didn't come until after I, I came to know the Lord. So
1: that is fascinating. Your friend cracks me up. I mean, for one, I'm so <laughs> encouraged by your friend. You know, I have two kids in high school now. And so just to hear the story of a friend who just sharing the gospel with you Mm -hmm. and you believed and then you as a teen girl in high school felt the boldness even of the spirit then to proclaim your faith on stage and to share with others that's such an encouraging word just this little part of your story as for me as a mom of teenagers right now Mm -hmm. praise God for all those pieces
0: yes yeah there's more details to it but that's that's the gist of it and and I do thank God because I feel like it is a gift that he gave
1: yeah I think first time I knew about your work, Kina, was at a TGCW concert uh, concert conference Mm -hmm. where your spoken word was on the screen and it was, yeah, really beautiful, really captivating. Um, Was that your first sort of like public medium, you doing spoken word? And then did you move into children's writing? um, Oh, I had been doing...
0: Yeah, I'd been doing spoken word for a long time before that. Um, I did spoken word throughout, you know, basically since high school, um, doing slams and open mic nights and all that stuff. But doing videos for YouTube, and now I'm going to sound old, but it's true. It didn't really become like a thing until after college for me. And so... Um, my husband's actually a big part of that. Cause he's, he's a, the visual creative. I mean, he's, he's a creative in his own right too. I mean, he's yeah. all kinds of things, but, um, he, he was one person like when we were just friends who really empowered me and wanted to see uh, my work on video and to produce videos and things of that nature. And so, um, he's a big part of why I kind of Put myself out there um, since mm-hmm. probably like my early 20s. Um, so I had done lots of pieces, and that's why actually TGC asked me to to create something. Uh mm-hmm. in that case was to summarize Genesis through Numbers. Um, yeah. <laughs> for because the conference was on Deuteronomy. So they wanted us me to summarize the first four books of the Bible. But in a creative way and in a concise yeah. way. And it was like, oh my gosh. Okay. no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no big deal. And it originally was supposed to be like five minutes. And of course, it ended up being like 12 minutes. That was the best I could do. Um, so, yeah, I, I had been doing it for a while before then, but that was probably the biggest audience, obviously, that I've ever had. That was like, what it was it, like 8,000 or 10,000 people live yeah, and however many people yeah. virtually. Um, so, yeah, lots of opportunities came from that, but I was already. Yeah. I think at that point my first children's book was coming out already. So yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I can Mm -hmm. imagine that. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, well let's go back to the book for a minute. Love can, um, when I read it, you know, what struck me just personally feeling, you know, I'm a mom of teens and young adults now. So I don't have any babies in the house that I'm reading this book out loud to, but I can't wait to share it with my friends. Um, and actually, my oldest daughter has kids. She has a three year old and a one year old. So obviously, mm-hmm. I'll be sharing it with my grandkids. But um, it just moved me personally because what I see in the book was, as you said, we need a superpower. We on our own cannot love. Mm. Um, and we need the spirit to help us love. And, you know, all things. And what I love to look at is the cultural landscape, current events, cultural trends, what's going on in our nation, what's going on in our world. And I would say it feels oftentimes, you know, as somebody who focuses on news and culture, that love is lacking mm. <laughs> in this age. And so as I read it, I just felt the message of, we need the spirit in and of ourselves we cannot love one another um is that you know speak to that a little bit in terms of wanting to teach that to your daughter um wanting to maybe preach that truth to yourself tell me about where just the, the heart of the book came from
0: i love that it ministered to you um as a as an adult and i think uh, a lot of i often say this but you know, when Jesus says, you know, you must become like children to enter the kingdom, just think there's so much packed into that. And yeah. one of the things I've learned as a parent that I'm sure you can speak to as well is learning from our children is having a posture of humility to say, okay their core struggles and pain points, as silly as they may seem to us or as grownups, are really the same things we're struggling with in maybe more nuanced or crafty ways as adults. And so uh, being a student of my daughter, that's always been, for the children's books especially, but in general, like the, the the starting point for me. And so when I was writing this, my daughter was maybe four, I think she was four, and uh we had a great neighborhood at that time lots of neighborhood kids always over my house and i noticed you know my daughter's very emotionally honest <laughs> and intelligent so um she she'll be like hey i really didn't want to share my toys today with so and so like i just you know she'll she'll share that with me and i'm like you know what mommy struggles sometimes to share money you know for people in need like i i get that and um being able to uh, relate to her and see that her struggles to love others is the same as my struggles to love others. So, what is what is the answer? Is it beating her over the head with shame? Will that motivate her? You know, um, that might offer some outward behavioral compliance because kids are going to choose connection over <laughs> over safety at, at times. And so, you know, is it that, or or is it Love that comes from outside of us, because um, a lot of the message, as you said, you know, in in the culture and society is um, really just self actualization and, and uh, you know, you can do this. You're the hero of your story. You you got it. And, as much as I value uh, i I do believe that the love of God informs our self worth and develops mm-hmm. our our sense of self worth and uh and all of that. I do think that um as scripture says that that love that ability to love like Christ comes from the Holy Spirit. I mean it comes from some a superpower that is outside of us. I feel like that is yeah. good news for both kids and adults because we don't have the goods you know we don't have it <laughs> and um it's good to know that there is a source that uh god has given us as believers that we can sort of tap into um that is a 24/7 accessible source of um of love and when we fail to do so we we can go back to that we can go back to christ and yeah so um i think the the inspiration is is always just being a student of My daughter.
1: Yeah, I love that, Um, and I feel like you know, I feel the same. A lot of my writing and work just comes from the overflow of life and what I am struggling with, and what my kids are struggling with. Um, And I think you hit the nail on the head. Like what they're struggling with is usually what we are struggling with. We just tend to hide it, or compartmentalize it, or suppress it, Mm -hmm. or just dress it up in better language. But I so often see myself in them, and, and when they were toddlers as well. Um, but I love this spread. And I know for those who are watching on YouTube, they can see it for those who are listening via podcast. They'll just have to imagine it and go get the book. <laughs> but um, you know, the little girl in the book is um, walking away weeping. And the question is, can you love like that all by yourself? Or do you think you might need some superpower help? And that that's the spread that really got me because if I'm, if I'm, speaking the truth, I know I can't love yeah. like that. And the spread prior was about the fruit of the spirit and the way the spirit, you know, loves. And it, it says, I know I can't and neither can you, but God is love and love can, it's true. And then it goes on, you know, this is why God gave us his spirit. Um, but just such a beautiful spread and it's beautiful <laughs> message of the book that we we need the spirit to help us. And how often I think even we in the church, try to muster up love for others, but really we need the, we need the spirit to do that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I I love that spread as well. Adam the Adam Grayson was an illustrator. He did such a great job uh, of of illustrating those things. But I think about yeah, my older sister uh, had a child way before I did. So um, seeing her parenting style, where she'll mess up as a parent, whether she you know screamed at her daughter or you know said something unkind, and she had. That her daughter had been, my niece had been so such in the habit of like being prayed for even after being disciplined. That um, yeah, I remember this one. This was years ago, but she will, you know, my if my sister messes up, she'll be like, "Mommy, do you want me to pray for you?" You know, because I that had been that. such a she habit did. in their house. And this was before I had a kid, so I was like, "I'm totally stealing that. I'm gonna be using oh that." Gosh. And um, and that's what I try to cult- cultivate here is is that yeah, I know. I know it's hard. I know I can't do it and neither can you, you know, like we need the spirit. Let's let's pray. Let's ask God for help. Um, And yeah, my daughter will say, I had a rough, having a rough day. I'm okay. You know, like it's like encouraging that emotional honesty while also saying, being vulnerable as a parent and saying, yeah, me too. I have those days too, or I have those moments too. Let's go to God together, because um, yeah. and my my daughter just she's seven now, but she just recently learned that I'm her sister in Christ, <laughs> so she's really taken that to it. some extremes. But <laughs> she's like, "You're my sister. You're not even my mom. You're my sister." But it's it's that sense of yeah, I'm your sister in Christ, and I have similar struggles, even though I'm older. Um, so let's go to God together.
1: Yeah. This book released um, just before Valentine's Day, and this episode is going to drop just after Valentine's Day, same week as Valentine's Day. So I'm mindful, well, the cover, first of all, is beautiful, big red heart on it, gorgeous artwork. You know, it looks like a Valentine in and of itself, a gift of Mm -hmm. love that you would give a child. Um, But just thinking about love, um, how is God's love different than the love that we see in the world or the love that we're told to come up with on our own? I mean... What is what is different about love that comes through the spirit than that which we might create out of our own strength?
0: That's good, man. So I think, first of all, everyone's made in the image of God and we can't diminish that reality that there is good that people, whether or not they acknowledge Christ, are able to do. It, we're able to do good; we're just not able to do good enough <laughs> without christ um and so I think the the when we think of like what is it Galatians that talks about the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness self control um those those are fruits those are those are things that we see, but I also think like reading through acts um that just happens to be like what I'm reading through right now, but um the difference that the Holy Spirit makes in the ability to endure the persecution and to endure suffering, the ability to um, hang on, to be honest. Or, you know, you think of the epistles and Paul saying, like, listen, you know, you and I were before this podcast just talking about depression and things of that nature. Listen, you know, we despaired of life itself in 2 Corinthians, but you know, there's this power, there's this Holy Spirit, this, this, this love of God, um, that, that has helped us to endure. And so I feel like endurance is a, is a big one, endurance in the faith. Um, the, obviously the, the, maybe the more obvious stuff is the the ability to sacrificially love and someone could say, well, you know, an unbeliever can sacrificially love as well. Um, but I think, uh, there, there is a difference and, um, Maybe it's, it's even just in motivation sometimes, but it can also be in, in the enduring and limitlessness of it. Um, and I think in, I don't know, in our failures and in our, our shortcomings and in our weaknesses, there is, um, a love that we're clinging to that, you know, Romans mm-hmm. 5 talks about that this, and, and it does relate to perseverance, but that the love of God has been poured into our hearts, um. And so I don't know if that was clear, but I, I'm I do feel like there is an enduring difference, if that makes sense.
1: No, it absolutely makes sense. And I know just from your story too, that you have had to rely on the spirit through um chronic illness as you shared earlier and just abiding in the Lord and asking him um to carry you through. And so I, I absolutely think that makes sense in terms of just sacrificing, enduring, um, fixing our eyes on Jesus as a huge motivator. When we see how he loved us, hmm. then we empowered by his spirit are willing to love others. And, and that is so good. and so important. Um, yeah. and this, this teaches our kids that, and so I love that it's a resource that can teach our kids, you know, what a gift to learn at the age of three, five, seven, that, um, you won't do it well. You won't do it mm-hmm. perfectly. You, you, it's not enough. You need the Lord to empower mm-hmm. you. That is a good gift to give our kids. Yes. Um, One last comment and question about your books, Kina, all three of your children's books are really beautiful. And you've sung the praises of your illustrator a few times already, and, and they are just really pleasing. You know, I think of the first one and the animals and the vibrant colors. I mean, each of them are just they're really striking, beautiful books to be hold. And I see obviously they're really diverse. The, the children in the books have various skin tones, browns and all, all shades. So let's talk for just a minute about representation. You know, what what was that conversation like with your publisher or what was, what, was that your desire from this get go? Why does representation matter as people say?
0: Well, wow, I mean, well, first of all, there's tons of studies about why representation matters psychologically for children to see themselves. Um, I think for, if you're going to look at it from a biblical view is the fact that God intended, you know, from, I mean, if you want to go back to Genesis three fifteen or Genesis 12, when he talks to Abraham and says, like, I'm going to bless you and through you, all the nations will be blessed. And so obviously... Um, already speaking about what the work of the Messiah would do, which is to make worshipers of God from every corner of the earth with all kinds of of uh, looks <laughs> and languages. And so I wanted to represent that in in my book. I think, um, yeah, where we're at, you know, in history and 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 well I don't know, in the last <laughs> few centuries, um, a lot of the the content that you'll see in art and in literature if there are illustrations, it is of, you know, white Jesus, a white Adam and Eve, Mm -hmm. uh, and primarily white characters. And so um, for one, like, I mean, I already told you the, the biblical side of it, but then also like, just the historical side of it like Jesus wouldn't have been white um one and and then a lot of the characters and the people in the bible were not white and so representing them as only you know one tone of of skin color is is like mm-hmm. inaccurate but also um i think it's just yeah it's just important because of that lack of representation that's been there for people of color um to to represent that and to show uh Not only a brown Jesus, but like you said and especially in love gave and love can you see a lot more kids illustrated and to show um that diversity uh of children that and to represent the diversity of of the earth that that God came to reach every. Every kind of person, um, and in the last book, Love Can, uh, our little protagonist <laughs> visually is a, a dark-skinned black girl, which I was really excited um, to do and very adamant about. And Adam was was really amazing with that. I wanted to show to center a, uh, a dark-skinned black family um, because uh, maybe this is obvious for a lot of listeners, but that is oftentimes not represented um, in Christian literature and in literature in general. And so that was important for me also to have, there's that spread of the, uh, the traditional black church where they're in a service, uh, a church service. Mm-hmm. And I think in some of the maybe reformed like white evangelical spaces I've, I've navigated and most of my Christian life and, um, there's been explicitly and implicitly, um, really a looking down upon the Black Church tra- tradition. And although I, I was not raised in the Black Church, I was actually raised in a Catholic Church. Um, but I, I wanted to highlight that the spirit is there too, and very much so. Um, and and I can go on about that. I mean, the the perseverance of the African American church specifically. Um, being a, a a persecuted church if you think about it um them being not able to not allowed to read or learn to read many times um, from slavery days and on portions of the Bible being ripped out that like exodus um, that talk about mm-hmm. God's uh Really, passion for redemption and freedom um and so yeah i I just wanted to highlight those I know it's a children's book it's a picture book, and you know it's not a like an anthology or anything, but I wanted just you know through illustrations to kind of highlight those things that are sometimes overlooked or looked down upon um in american or i guess I could say white evangelical spaces sometimes yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I think it's very effective. Um, at least as I saw each spread, I truly appreciated it. I noticed the black church spread and loved it. Um, and I just, yeah, I think it's, it's sweet to be able to communicate to children through the simple verse, but also through the illustrations and to declare what's true and good, um, biblically and historically. And so, yeah, I just, I'm so encouraged by your efforts, um, and what you say about the Imago Day and, um, God's good word and his good creation and um, appreciate your efforts to sort of redeem these things through your kids' books, Kina. Mm -hmm. So thanks for what you're doing. Can you tell um, the listeners how to keep in touch with you and follow your future projects as well?
0: Yes. So I'm, I'm not the best at social media, but you can find me on Instagram. It's uh, probably I'm most active on Instagram. I'm tra- I've literally just started a TikTok account, guys. I'm not good at that yet. I don't know, but maybe one day I'll be good at it. So, at probably, TikTok,
1: so. really, okay. like, I
0: don't even know how to use it. I got so confused. Anyways, <laughs> um, on Instagram, I'm at uh, Kina, which is Q-U-I-N-A underscore Aragon, A-R-A-G-O-N, or you can find me on my website, KinaAragon.com.
1: Yes. Great. Well, um, check the show notes listeners for links to Kina's work. Um, this would make a great Valentine or gift any time of year to your kids. Um, so encourage you to check those out, Kina. Thank you. And thank you everybody for listening to
0: all things. Thank you. Thanks so much for
1: taking time to listen to All Things with me, Jen Oshman, where we look at current events and cultural trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply his word to what's happening here and now.